Hello and welcome to the first annual OSS Spizies, the awards banquet for the Spy Kids trilogy. Joining me this episode is the always fantastic Nick Carlin. How are you doing, buddy? Um, happy to be here. Happy to send some awards towards these incredible categories. It's a beautiful night. Your tuxedo looks great. My tuxedo-styled graphic t-shirt while wearing Converse. (laughs) Is that a Machete 3D graphic tee? Is that a morph suit? Is that a tuxedo morph suit that you're you're wearing? Goddamn right. (laughs) Joining me uh, on this fantastic night to present these awards uh, to all you uh, beautiful people. I don't know. All right. Uh, Is the terrific, always fun to have, Dana Bontempo. Hi, thanks for having me. Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? I'm wearing um, straight fur. That's right. Fuck PETA. (laughs) I'm wearing all fur. I'm going the opposite way. All these stuffy award shows. I'm wearing mink minks. Oh my god! Even your under your undergarments. Everything. I'm sweating my ass off. I'm wearing three types of animals. I'm just gonna shirt. let you know you're not gonna see the spider monkey today at these awards for a couple reasons. Yeah, I got I got spider legs hanging out of my, <laughs> I got tails. I'm seeing Dr. Moreau in the audience, and he is he's not happy. He's pleased. Uh, he loves this shit. All right, that's let's... right. They're they're human hybrids. No. All right, let's get to let's get to the awards before uh, Dana says anything else that's gonna get him canceled. <laughs> Uh, let's do, uh, let's hit it off first, everyone. Our first award. The category is Best Pepino. Now, what is the Best Pepino Award? The Best Pepino Award entails the best use of the Troublemaker Studios mascot, Pepino. Uh, the nominees are Casual Guitar from Spy Kids 1, Rockin' Roller Coaster from Spy Kids 2, and... Pepino controlling jetpack chair through a cyber background from Spy Kids 3. I might have written one of those and didn't realize we'd be reading them word for word. <laughs> I think in the future, let's not read them word for word. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I mean, this is a this is like uh, uh, an award which is really close to my heart. I um, This is what I was excited to see coming into the trilogy. And I got to say, it did not let down uh re-watching these uh i don't know about you but let's just start the conversation i'm gonna throw off by putting out i like a nice measured roller coaster i i was Very just gonna nice. say the rocking roller coaster is definitely mine i was gonna go casual guitar that's right it's a classic a self-insert character for robert rodriguez yes. and his guitar <laughs> playing ways we all know he likes to play his guitar behind the monitor that's right as the behind-the-scenes video indicates, yeah, he's constantly Sound technicians playing music. Everywhere, love him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, how are we gonna do this, uh, Dana? <laughs> Dana, will you ever come over to the side of the roller coaster, or do you think like is is I have Convince to say me. is the is the jetpack wheelchair ever it coming into the conversation? It's such jetpack a fun... wheelchair is a lot of fun, but. You know, I watched this without 3D glasses. I think it's too much. I think it's nauseating to see Pepino being being put through so much trouble. Yeah. I know he's a troublemaker, but... I mean, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like he it. He doesn't like the trouble. Uh, okay, so I think we should just do 
basically two against one a two against one thing mm-hmm. uh whoever's against it wins i mean Perfect. not whoever's against <laughs> it the majority wins on this one the majority wins on oh, this one shucks. the the one out of the three of us is a very small number so <laughs> and i will they be... don't their voice does not allow it to be heard no. so i'm how does it so i'm, I'm kicked off for the rest of the episode, yeah. I yeah. lost the first yeah. round. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that is uh, the best pepino goes to the rock and roller coaster of Spy Kids 2. Very nice. The Island of Lost Dreams. But I do get it with you the casual like guitar. I mean, we'll add that in. There's, there is there is 7,000 people joining us in the Mang Chinese Theater right now. <laughs> um, okay, uh, that goes to... My award, uh, that's, this will be the best first impression. Now, Spy Kid movies are always uh, lauded for their creative and, uh, and energetic opening scenes. Uh, we do have, from the first film, the two spies who fell in love bedtime story, the recreation of uh, Ingrid and Gregio's, Gregorio's wedding, the juggler rescue, from uh, the second film, or the edgy Junie detective noir story from the third one. Nick, what do you say? Uh, I, I'm i definitely, uh, I love the classic with the two spies who fell in love bedtime story. Just felt like such a good little succinct. And like, it was it was packed full of bits too. Like I was actually rewatching a bit of it last night. And a one that I didn't remember being so funny was, as they jump off the cliff when all the helicopters are chasing them, their both their parachutes are hearts, and just like it's just like those little details that are, just, it's just packed full of them that I'm. Yeah, I, I would agree yeah. with Nick. I think I think the the love story sets up sets the tone for the rest of the movie for the rest of the trilogy. It's the foundation that we're gonna put all of our trust in these two characters, and the and I think the best part of all, it's a fairy tale uh, that becomes true. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're two spies that love each other. And uh, the kids don't know that they're spies yet, and then at the end they, they realize that they are spies. So it's a, I think it's I think that's the best first impression. You're being lunged into this story. I mean, I think the two spies who fall in love bedtime story is the clear winner here. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I do. It is such a great cold open. The juggler uh, saving the president's daughter. You have a great Bill Paxton there. I think it really <laughs> gets you ready for what this movie's gonna be. True. Yeah. But. If we're talking solid rewatchability and something that gets you hooked into the l- world of Spy Kids, mm-hmm. it's got to be. It's got to be the love story. It's got to be the original Spy That's Kids. Right. All right. During the first, like the first episode, you you worded the best of like apparently like a writing strategy of starting your story off at the end of another story. Oh yeah. It just feels like that's such a good like the the edgy Junie like detective part is also kind of an interesting start from an, like the That's end true. of another story but i think this one does it a bit better yeah and we talk about it where it's almost like the third one is creating an anti yeah like a it is a reaction to the to the fun theme park of the first one totally, totally. um all right our next word okay so the next word we got is best gadget Ooh. just the best electronic device that they use to you know get through shenanigans so first up we got R A L P H or Ralph. Uh, what does that stand for, Nick? <laughs> oh, oh, robotic. Here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna catch that. I'm catching that law ball. It's coming to. Oh fuck! I have airplane mode power. on. Power. Uh, we do not need a Google. Got no idea. Don't worry about it. Um, so we got Ralph, 
Uh, we got Machete's Elastic Wonder, 999 uses. Uh, we got the Cortez House Escape Pod, what they use in the first movie to get to their uh, bunker. Uh, we got the Instant McDonald's Big Mac Packet, just every kid's dream. Machete's Electroshock Gumball, and Dinky's Flying Umbrella, which then converts into Dinky Brand. That's from the third movie. That's from the third movie at the very end there. And then we got the acid crayon, which is in the first movie to free the parents. And we got the flying wheelchair that Grandpa uses in the third movie. I mean, he uses it the entire time. But in the third movie, you see it flying. Okay, so I'm going to start this discussion off real bold by saying, I think Machete's Elastic Wonder can outdo anyone's gadget. I think I think that's that's the key. Ooh. For, for what no... can Machete's Elastic Wonder not? What what gadget can it not stand in for? Can it fly and brand something <laughs> in one succinct If you heat package? it up, it's a metallic su- substance. If you heat it up to, to molten state, you can brand someone. Oh. You can in Spy Kids logic, you could probably shoot it off something and fly with it. Okay, my big thing though, honestly, yeah. like the only one that I think might compete with this is you're a kid. It's which one you want. And I think we all yeah. left the entire Spy Kids trilogy with a grumbling belly. Yeah. Because we, we wanted Ralph. McDonald's. We, Ralph. We, no, not. We didn't want to eat Ralph. <laughs> I want to eat Ralph. We, I want to eat that spider monkey. <laughs> we wanted the instant McDonald's Big Mac packet. <laughs> I'm a freak. I mean, yeah. let's all be honest with ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, I see you're pretty hesitant here. What are you feeling? I would definitely vote Dinky's Flying Umbrella and Brand or Ralph. Ralph would be the kind of more serious one. But Ralph is I, a good gadget. That's what yeah. it is. Like it's a nice friend. But you know what? It's a friend it's more a than friend. a gadget. It's a friend more than gadget. And honestly, Ralph, even though it's so important to the brand and to the merchandising, really is only useful for <laughs> spying spy. one time. Just like just but the it, it's also useful for spying, which gadgets are made for. It's fair. <laughs> like, McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's isn't made for, for spying. <laughs> I mean, it is, though, because then you need to have food. You need to have it. <laughs> you need like, fuel. In, yeah. You need, you need a microwave in order to activate it. The, <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's true. The elastic band. So a microwave would be the best gadget, then. Okay. The elastic band, pretty good for spying. Yeah. Yeah. Because it has so many uses. Yeah, 99. And no one is going to take that off you. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does it beat Ralph? I don't know. Um, you could beat Ralph. The flying dinkies, fr- flying umbrella slash branding tool, not great for spying. And it's operated by the loudest character in the entire series. Not, and also not a spy. Not a spy. A music park <laughs> operator and owner. <laughs> Just a carny folk. Maybe someone shouldn't have put that on there. Maybe maybe that someone's realizing it as the other two are uh, no, maybe this discussion. Maybe, but I'll get it to you. Maybe. <laughs> it's a really good it's a fun it's gadget. It's a funny gag gadget. <laughs> but it's not a good As- spy gadget. Acid crayon has a lot of uses. Yeah. Don't get it mixed up with other ones. <laughs> and uh but I I don't think it could stand up to Ralph or the Machete Elastic Wonder. No. Oh, Machete's Electroshock Gumball, I think that had many uses mm-hmm. in the first movie 
never mentioned or used again. No. Mm-hmm. Could have spat that at, at Sylvester Stallone. Oh, they could have used it at could any have used point. Could have used it at any movie. point in the third movie, at any point in the second movie. Remember every time it. Gary was annoying? Blah. Just That's right. <laughs> That's right. Now, Grandpa's flying wheelchair. Um, I think, I mean, this is something that probably should be invented. I think we should get all the SpaceX engineers, all the yeah. Blue Jeff Origin. Bezos. Fuck it. Get yeah. their attention yeah. on flying wheelchairs. Um, but I don't know if it's a great spy tool. Yeah. 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 I mean, they. yeah. And same with the escape pod. Well, actually, it's Jeff useful, Bezos should but... build a giant mech suit. Yeah, for for people who are the spy. T- okay, here's my thing. The Cortez spy uh, escape pod looks comfy, yeah. and it's kind of the spy pod that I want to go in. I can imagine James Bond having maybe a bottle of champagne with some caviar in the in there, um, and I kind of want to take it on a trip. But it's not a great spy. It's not great for spying. I was going to say. How often are you spying on an island? To be a spy, you got to risk being uncomfy. Okay, so it's between Ralph. Yeah, and the Elastic Band. The Elastic Band. Oh, not the McDonald's. We're saying not the McDonald's packets? Is that what we're saying right now? So hard. It's honestly so hard for me to say no. Like, that is in my heart as Because that's the the thing that I remember most from any of these movies before rewatching them. But I can't. Give it the best spy. It's gadget. not the best gadget. I'm gonna say it's the elastic band. I'm going with Ralph. I hate to do this, but I'm going with Ralph just because oh, I think it could be that's the better spy me. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I wait. It does come down to gadget. Is Ralph a gadget will or is he a friend? Okay. I would feel bad the, for using Ralph the only... in a situation that an elastic band. Could the help me in. Only Not an elastic reason. Band, elastic wonder. An elastic wonder. My only reason, because I honestly do think I'm going to change my answer <laughs> and give it to. I change it first. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it to the elastic band only because. No one's no one. It's it's uh what's it called when uh when it's not like threatening or anything. It's uh, like. No, it's not a not intrusive yeah it's like not intrusive no one's going to take it away f- from you you can hide oh, it's it inconspicuous it's inconspicuous yeah, good spy thing um it has 999 uses and uh i think that that is more like usable and you ut- kind of has more utility as a spy mm-hmm. and ralph even though it's a great spy gadget it's overall compared to 999 uses it only has one use great spy it would have yeah, had more if gary didn't squash it That's now true. ralph is one of the 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 sweeter parts of this trilogy and ralph is a good friend to juno yeah, yeah. juni i'm glad juni built him and has him but me too not a good gadget so our winner for that award nick is machete's elastic wonder very nice. Solid. I can th- hear the resentment in your voice. Nah. nah I, I, I think you guys make a good your point, teeth honestly. teeth are bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the teeth are not my gums. My teeth, teeth are bleeding. Are bleeding. <laughs> All right. They're so full of they're, blood, they're, and now like they a, are not. There's like a white powdery pulp around your, your mouth. Okay. Our next category is best cameo appearance in a spy kids movie there are a couple now there are this move this trilogy is riddled with favors pulled from from roger robert rodriguez and his best buds um we have the, the nominees we have cheech marin 
from the comedy duo Cheech and Chong. He plays Felix Gum, their uncle, who's not their uncle. We have Bill Paxton from Aliens uh, Twister. He plays Dinky Wink, the owner of uh, Troublemaker Theme Parks, from introduced in the second movie. Um, we have Richard Linklater, director of Boyhood, the Before Trilogy, Days and Confused, all that stuff. Uh, he's an Austin filmmaker, so he's probably buds with 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 Bobby. Um, he's seen in the, uh, the the first movie. We don't know where. Uh, the second movie, <laughs> he's a, a pasta face agent. He uh, is he falls asleep in a plate of pasta. Just a clear cameo <laughs> for one shot. <laughs> uh, Guillermo Naravo. Uh, the cinematographer of the first film. Uh, and Pacific Rim. And Pacific Rim and, and a lot of other great films. And Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. But uh, most of all, Spy Kids 1. Yes. But most of, he's most known for Spy Kids 1. He's the pastor at uh, Gregorio and Ingrid's wedding. Um, oh, we have a, a really special cameo by Skeleton. He plays Skeleton. Uh, Mike Judge, the creator of Babies of Butthead, King of the Hill, Silicon Valley, um, Idiocracy, Office Space, great movie. Um, he plays uh, Donagan Giggles. Uh, it was the villain in the second movie, uh, retconned, recast from the first movie, and abused by his wife in the third movie. <laughs> I mean, that's no laughing matter, I guess. Yeah, I don't know why you're laughing. Uh, George Clooney plays the head of the OSS, uh, Devlin. And president. And he becomes the president after Christopher McDonald, Shooter McGavin, uh, gets knocked out of uh, office. Well, he um, was letting his daughter run the show. Run the show on during. And his he wasn't presidency. speaking to her either. He was honestly a. It was Shooter McGavin as the president, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, uh, another cameo nominee for best cameo is Shooter McGavin himself, Christopher McDonald, as the POTUS. Um. And Elijah Wood as the guy from Spy Kids 3. And uh, Sylvester Stallone as the toy maker from the third installment. I mean, Those I are think, our nominees. Uh, okay. First, right off the bat, yep. a list of heroes here. Mm-hmm. A list of people doing God's work, impressing us yes. and surprising us. And I just, wanted to, I just want to add, we, we omitted Machete. We omitted Danny Trejo from mm-hmm. this list because he's more than just a cameo. He's a solid character in all three movies. Yeah. Which makes me think we should Mike also judge should be stripped. We should strip him of his cameo status for his roles in the other movies. He is the main villain, yeah. of the <laughs> island of Lost. Dreams. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I feel like we should remove Stallone. Yeah, yeah, for the same reason. And I wonder if we should add Selena Gomez. There it is. Spy Kids three, and Selma Hayek for Spy Kids three. Yeah. I think so. Um, okay, just give me a second to look through here. I think I have mine. I, also, I, also I know think... which one Will is going to pick. I know it so I could put so much money on it. I know exactly which one you're going to pick. Okay. On three, you guys say it. Uh, what Will's going to say? What, yeah, what Will's going to Will's going to pick? Dana's making me double think myself now. No, no, it's a good pick. No, you I just, just got to go I just, for it. I love how much you love this character. It's really funny. One... Two, three. Dinky Bill Wink. Paxton. Bill Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's... Bill Paxton I... is coming in so... just guns blazing <laughs> yeah. with just a big roast ham, and he is enjoying <laughs> it on screen. Okay. Um, he even gets his son in on the mix. Yeah. I just think he 
little dink. Little di- I just think he is coming in and just so much fun and, and just piss and vinegar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I honestly do kind of think of him at a similar level as uh, Trejo. Like, Trejo, obviously, like, his character does something really important. But, like, in my head, it feels like I, I remember Bill Paxton as much as Trejo almost. Yeah. Just because of, like you're saying, how much energy and how much, like given us that's true yeah okay now is there any thought given towards and i just want to put these guys out here elijah wood is the guy is one of the single funnest cameos i think that's the funniest cameo the most creatively used cameo yeah Uh, selena gomez is a fun cameo because in retrospect retrospect yeah well we could put glenn powell in there too then because he was also an unknown that's true. And everyone knows him now. He's just Glenn Powell at when <laughs> He's on the rise. When Top Gun Maverick comes out, <laughs> yeah. Move over Tom Cruise. <laughs> move over Miles Teller. Glenn Powell time. Move over uh Kurt Russell's son. Ah, Wyatt Russell. Well, dude. Wyatt I Russell. love Wyatt same Russell. Same vibe. Same vibe. Same movie. Same Everybody movie. wants some. That's right. Oh God. Hey, I wonder hey, Richard Linklater. Linklater knows. No, never mind. I was going to say Glenn Powell is Richard Linklater's son. He's not. Never mind. I was going to say that's how he met him for this. It's not, a... it's not how that happened. All right. Um, okay. So, guys. So, yeah, I'm kind of feeling, a, for me, a, like a kind of a tie between Bill Paxton and Elijah Wood are kind of the two. I, I really like Bill Paxton in this. I mm-hmm. think he's terrific. I think out of jest, Richard Linklater is a very funny pick for this cameo. Yeah, I I think he he does it better than Selena Gomez for me. Of like, yeah. that's crazy that this individual is in this movie because he's in it for for five seconds for five seconds and he's fucking Richard Linklater. Yeah, like. but I think Elijah Wood has my heart. I think that's the funniest cameo, most creatively used one. And you want Bill Paxton, the award-winning cinematographer, oh, Guillermo Navarro. shit. Is a fantastic cameo because no one would spot him besides a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Or Rodriguez. Yes. And so that's like that honestly was in my top three between uh, Elijah Wood, Bill Paxton and Guillermo. It's true. Um, I do feel like that diminishes it a little bit of like not knowing who it is. Yeah. Oh, like I, it not I being as, adds to it. as accessible. Oh, you're right. A cameo is supposed to be a wink how did they get that person? yeah you're right you're right so okay so let's take him out how um, do we get the cinematographer <laughs> who's on set who's on set and and uh robert rodriguez is the camera operator yeah. so the dop is literally just like i guess for me it's an easter egg it is an easter yeah. egg but is it a cameo? okay bill paxton between elijah wood um okay uh, i feel like we're gonna have a hard time on this and no one wants to hurt anyone's feelings we are r.i.p bill paxton right yeah i think we should do the right thing that the oscars in memoriam didn't do and i think we should i personally not because of his untimely demise but just because of the work that he gave us in this film i am casting my vote for bill for dinky wink okay i think i've move to elijah wood because we were chatting <laughs> will will's face because <laughs> we were chatting about how just like it's not only it's elijah wood 
but it's Elijah Wood in 2003 <laughs> during Return of the King, like at the peak, and he is literally like coming in, like we we're saying, as Gandalf the White. Like Will looks like he's <laughs> Will looks like he's having hot flashes. <laughs> here's the here's he, are you gonna cry? <laughs> here's my issue, okay? You're I'm Will, I'm so sorry. Bill Paxson, let's move on. No, no, no. In my heart, I know that <laughs> Elijah Wood is the better cameo. <laughs> yeah. Like he is the better cameo. I hope that you guys vote Elijah Wood. <laughs> I know that I don't think I could live with myself if I didn't give Bill Paxton this cuz of the joy that Bill Paxton gave me. Bill Paxton gave me a lot of joy in this movie, especially how fucking batshit crazy his character is. Yeah. Um Elijah Wood gave me a different sensation because I was like expecting him to last for the entire movie and right. a scene later he just dies flat out and disappears and it's you're right it's at the height of lord of the rings fame mm-hmm. so it's sort of a different sensation it's like whoa that is a shock in this otherwise sort of like unshocking movie or do i go with my heart which is bill paxton rest in peace hilarious cameo in a spy kids movie I don't know. You're you're full Elijah Wood. Nick? I think so. And you're full Paxton. I know. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, I totally agree that like that Elijah Wood is for what it for what a cameo represents is the right choice. We just have no other way of honoring Bill Paxton. What is his work in other movies? <laughs> on, oh, like we don't on have this show. on this show. Yeah. Okay, so I totally agree. Okay, um, I again, I, I, I would implore you to lean towards Elijah Wood, <laughs> and if you want, like, if you want, I can give up my vote. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah. Okay. Well, my heart says Bill Paxton, but my brain says Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, I think, would be would get would would take the award for best cameo. Hmm. I I feel very similarly of I I brought Bill Paxton yeah it's tough but I think just on paper I should the right choice was made yeah very nice we did it okay everyone will what's our next category okay so these movies are destination movies okay even though they never leave the great state of Texas <laughs> the dream screen a lot of these movies make you as a kid want to travel yeah, want to stay. They're nice, comfortable movies that kids want to be in. Besides the third one, this award will be given to the best des- the best vacation destination. So, would you want to take a nice trip, and would you want to stay in the Cortez Beach Hideout from the first film, the Old Tree House from the second film? Dr. Moreau's Volcanic Bungalow from the second film. Floop's Castle and Television Studio from the first film. Or a staycation and go take a trip to the virtual reality of Game Over. 
Cortez Beach hideout. I think I'm. I'm the safe house there. is the best vacation yeah. spot. I've been at home. I've been staycationing for a year and a half. I'm ready to leave this dump of a city, and I want to go to the Cortez Beach hideout. I also do have a bit of a lean towards Floop's Castle and Television Studio just because it seems like a better version of the VR mm. of like, you know, if if Floop's like willing to play ball and like just construct whatever. Yeah. Then like I think that'd be a good time too, but I do Cortez Beach Hideout is great. I will say old treehouse, uh Spiders took over that place in like two seconds. <laughs> Spiders fully took over, so I'm very I'm I'm worried about living living there for any extended period of time. All right, True. Here's my takes, okay? The Romero volcanic bungalow. You get a nice place on a oh, private that's island. True. You get Is it nice? I mean, it's homey. Uh you're like, you know, there's you're 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 kind of glamping. But yeah. then here's the things. You get some nice tours of the creations of the island of his animal creations okay get, so this, this is animal friends this is after the events of the movie yes okay so this is an overrun okay yeah. okay i'm seeing this. my next one is floops castle and te- television studio it's almost like going to florida and you kind of yeah. and, and and you like get up in a hotel or like actually california and you get up in a hotel you go on like a like a universal tour. Yeah, you're living you're living in Disneyland. Yeah, you 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 go into the virtual room and you get to see a stunt show spectacular. Yeah, done with the uh, Troublemaker films. Studios theme park. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and so I feel like that's actually that that's kind of the mode that that Floop's place is in. My, I think you're right. Spiders have, I mean, just it's a spider stronghold. The treehouse. Yeah. I feel yeah. like the kids refer to it as like the old treehouse because of the spiders because it hasn't been enough time yeah so they just see and they're not small yeah they're and also Huge. can i just say this it's like an that, that would be like a airbnb that'd be like a bed and breakfast where you go and you stay in the treehouse and you have to go to the and then house you're in eat and you're eating with another family you're yeah. in the backyard and then you come down and you have to shower and shetty's in the, there he's like hey, oh, oh did you want eggs yeah uh, no no it's it's all right it's all right yeah. I'll make you eggs. I'm okay. I'm gonna actually hit. I gotta. I'm gonna go explore the city a little bit. You want a ride? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah, I'll give you a ride. Hold on. I'll, I just gotta eat my eggs. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be thirty minutes. We're actually. I, I gotta. I'm gonna run. I gotta go now. I'm, I'm on a schedule. I'm on an itinerary. We booked a a a, a class. A class. No, what kind like, of class? Yeah, uh, you're not interested. Try me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> pie making. I, I make great pies. Uh, okay. Yeah, so we are no treehouse. so fucking but done at the treehouse. Can I? Yeah. My choice Ooh, is, it, yeah. I imagine part of the deal is you get, so my choice is the Cortez Beach House. I imagine part of the deal is you get the vehicle of the Cortez Escape Pod to travel there. Because you just want to have your microwavable. Well, no, and then you see. Well, that's part of it, and then you. So you have a nice kind of train trip there. You get to read, uh, take naps, and then you show up there. It's nice. Uh, It's it's kind of like a beach bungalow. No one's around. Uh, It's just swimming, maybe some spear fishing, 
and when at at night you come in, you make you microwave your your food. Yeah, but it's actually nice gourmet food. Uh, and then there's that whole series of caverns to go around and discover. I'm picking the Cortez Beach Bungalow. Yeah. You have kind of swayed me when you're first explaining uh, Romero's volcanic bungalow. Yeah, because, me, me too. Because yeah. it's post hell. Yeah, <laughs> it's like where like things are calmed down and like maybe even Paxton yeah. has started to like integrate the mm. park aspect. Because it, it is like, hey, do you want to stay at a bungalow at Jurassic Park? Like that's kind yeah, of yeah, what yeah. the cell is. My only like, so yeah, Cortez Beach hideout is definitely my first pick. Mm-hmm. I. I would. You are gonna sway me with the with Romero's island of lost dreams, but I'm assuming he's gonna be there. <laughs> oh yeah, I have to hang yeah. out with Steve Buscemi. I mean, Steve Buscemi, I'd love to hang out with, but, but like Romero, I gotta hang hangout? out with Romero. Yeah, the, yeah, vacation hangout with Romero, and he different. can keep track of you on that. He little knows where island I am. That he has, like on that little island miniature that he has he can keep track of you. yeah mm-hmm. i would love to see those hybrid animals but is it worth mm-hmm. hanging out with romero plus he got a fall to get there for four hours no there's a door remember the door where the animal's eye was like mm? like right, that's, that's accessible that's somehow true. but yeah I, th- I think i will do go with the beach house because it, it is just like that's kind of my vacation as well i'm definitely I'll, like chill on the beach and like do my own thing like i don't need a yeah I, today's the hike day. Today's the blah day. It's like I, I, I'm cool just existing on. Leave the keys under the doormat. Yeah. Or like I just say, Carmen's full name, and then and the, and, and, <laughs> and, the, and 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 that's the passcode. Then that's I can the get. Pa- it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dana. Safe house. Safe house. Great. Beach, beach so house, we're all yeah. going with uh, Cortez. The most, vac- the best vacation destination is the Cortez Beach House hideout from the first film. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Nick? Okay, so our next award is kind of a unusual one from the other ones. Uh, it is This is a Kids Movie Award. Uh, so Huge these question mark. Yeah, yeah big accent. Read, read it properly. Bold. This is a Kids Movie? There it is. That's very nice. <laughs> Scooby-Doo just appeared. <laughs> Not Uh-oh. Scooby-Doo. Home Improvement. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Allen. This is a Kids Movie? Um, so this is basically, uh, those scenes in the movie where, you know, you, you take a, not only does the filmmaker take a beat to like ponder on a question or an, a concept, <laughs> but you as a viewer are also kind of confused of like, wait, <laughs> this is, wow. Okay. Kids are meant to, this is kids entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is supposed to be suitable for children. And honestly, it, it is impressive. Like Robert Rodriguez giving like kids respect in like these kids movies that even though it is like entertaining and kids can just take it in for whatever it is he does kind of sprinkle these in there which gives a lot of rewatchability in my opinion yeah yeah so first one is in the second movie uh when romero is first meeting with carmen and juni and is kind of going into his own head and basically has a quote asking i don't have it perfectly in front of me I can do it. Oh, here it is. Here he is. Do you think God stays in heaven because he's terrified of his own creation? And there is a good, a good pause reason. after. That's great, Will. Thank you. Uh, if, if if you give them the award, I will accept it. <laughs> <laughs> um, beginning of the third act in the third movie, when Grandpa is asking Junie, 
to look at him like how Junie was while Grandpa was in the game with this full, like, eight-foot-tall mech suit doing these incredible things because Grandpa is just as capable outside of the game. Yeah. It, it's all it's all upstairs, and he's he still can, you know, get stuff done. Um, Third one, Gradenko, who is uh, one of Minion's kind of hench people, um, goes to the hideout, and while trying to abduct them and get the fifth brain, or Thank the, you. the third yeah, brain. The third brain. I, I couldn't think of the number. I was like, first, second, <laughs> no, ninth fourth. Brain. Yeah. Uh, get the get the third brain. Um, and while they're kind of haphazardly escaping, uh, Gradenko gets jetpack fueled fire into the face, and it isn't just like a uh, a quick cu- cutaway. A quick cutaway. It is like it stays on her, like flailing for a couple seconds. It's a real then, uh, Rick Dalton to the Manson family <laughs> moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one is Gregorio feeling introspective when uh, he's helping Junie with uh, his hair before the OS, OSS uh, gala. Gala. Oh, coming to this award ceremony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> coming to this particular one. And he's helping with the hair. And then Junie is just... He has Ralph, he, he's feeling independent, and basically says, like, I don't need you anymore, Dad. And then Dad takes a second, and then Junie's like, I'm just kidding, and kind of walks away. And then the camera stays on Gregorio as, you know, he as he looks forward, you see the thousand-yard stare kind of come in of, like, maybe he doesn't need me. The next one is from the first movie, uh, when Minion has... Uh, both Ingrid and uh, Gregorio trapped and is making a bad guy speech. And it's basically along the line. It, it's a such a solid bad guy monologue and very much like, you know, up to this point, we've only seen him as like the side character. And he's just kind of saying like, I'm a very calculated guy. I always, you know, there's a, there's a means to the end. I, I have a reason today. Maybe be a little psychotic. Maybe just, <laughs> Maybe do this one for me. It like, <laughs> like it, it doesn't it exactly, but it's very like. Who plays Minion? Tony Shalhoub. Yes, yeah. he's giving just an insane Shalhoub. performance right there. It is, yeah, like genuine, like no jokes. It is a great like reading of a yeah <laughs> underrated actor. He's he's yeah. in he's in specific things like mm-hmm. Maisel and Monk and anything that starts with an M. Monk. But, but he he's great. Yeah. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. He's great <laughs> yeah. in everything he does. All right, what's our next one? And, and then the last one is uh, one of the times when Stallone in the third movie was arguing with his three alter egos. Um, it's kind of one of the first ones. And he's asking them, like, why are we doing this? And the smart one is saying, like, to be free. And then the the uh, general hippie. one is kind of saying, like, well, the ends justify the means. And the hippie is kind of... And it's basically this w- really weird, like physical representation of this like internal struggle yeah that like he already kind of knows where he's leaning but he's just kind of asking it to ask it and it is a like (laughs) this is really messed up when you kind of take a step back yeah and also the contemplating of like do the ends justify the means and like (laughs) that idea to villains yeah 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 Yeah, um okay so coming at hot after coming hot at this and it's not just because i want to accept the award but i mean i will (laughs) 
I just think Steve Buscemi's beat really good. Steve Buscemi's beat is such a serious, yeah, played moment of self, like self-aware and uh, hating what one has done, mm-hmm. and just you can see the years that this guy has had to stay in this one little cabin. I mean, I think it's a great beat, and also it's a great kind of like reference to all the like. Uh, island of dr moreau yeah and totally. like the kind of like scientist who fears his creature yeah or it, their creature. a lot more it's like philosophy heavy in that yeah. in that character nick what are you feeling uh i i do have a connection i the grandpa asking junie to look at him how he that one like hit me really hard in that movie where in the last episode we're talking about there wasn't a lot of moments that hit you hard yeah and, like yeah. especially like especially no like actual uh, connection moments other than like humor basically for sure so but i i also kind of feel like that one hit seems to hit really hard for me because nothing else in the movie does that's yeah. true so yeah. it might be that that's like a really close second but i do still think romero beats it and i i, I do also have a i really like the minion speech yeah but. yeah gradenko getting the jetpack in the face i mean it's like it's it's in kids movies yeah like she comes back with the missing chunks of hair yeah she comes back toasted uh like very home alone uh yeah that's what, right yeah uh wet banditsy um yeah but yeah uh Danny, what are you feeling uh this is a tough one because there's all these moments i think stood out to me while we were watching them and like each movie in yeah, each movie yeah. there was a cut there's a handful of moments where i'm like what like mm-hmm. mature ideas mature ideas sprinkled into a otherwise gooey goofy gumball movie yeah and like often at the forefront at like in that point in the exactly. scene like it isn't just a thing that's murmured and then quickly cut away like it's lingered on kind of given a beat yeah lingered on is great so romero is Romero's my top choice. Grandpa telling Junie, you know, I wish I hope I wish you could look at me. This is how I feel in the inside. Mm-hmm. This is only people how they perceive me is in a wheelchair. That's like that's pretty deep and mm-hmm. and meaningful, but again, I think it's only as meaningful because the whole third movie is sort of like whimsical and and the opposite of that you're craving for it you're like you're give, for give, it. give me yeah, something like, we're talking about like crazy human hard. interaction and in yeah. moments in these movies i think uh i think it's between for me it's romero and uh gregorio uh looking at himself in the mirror and saying what are you kidding i think mm-hmm. uh yeah the gregorio one hit us big in that episode yeah. we talked about it for a while yeah, yeah um, especially that we we sort of were implying We've kind of made the connection between Rodriguez himself and oh Gregorio. Yeah, the it's the director's yeah. uh, syndicate. Exactly. Or what, yeah, if, if that's the right word. Yeah. All right, everyone. I'm gonna go with Gregorio looking himself in the mirror. That's my vote. I'm gonna go with Steve Buscemi uh, as Doctor Moreau. I honestly think I I think I'm gonna go with Gregorio. Hey, fuck I think yeah. So I I because no, you know what? Yeah, I I. I just kind of read over that and didn't think about it, but it, that is really a, this is a kids movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> that is such a, like for not only like 
you know, like some of these quotes are like, oh, the older people in the crowd will get it, or maybe the, the really perceptive kids. But that one is such a like, you have to think of this from a parent's perspective. Yeah. Because that is such a like a vulnerable little, little yeah. moment. And yeah. also Rodriguez gives uh, Banderas some real points to act. Like each, yeah. each movie, he gives him a nice little a nice little chunk to play with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, but ah, uh, like. Steve Buscemi's one is so close. It's yeah. very, it's very close. Because now, even when I say is this is a kids movie, I'm like, well, kids movies are supposed to have like heart. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, we can ship Banderas as a word later. I, I, uh, yeah, I'll accept it right now. Well, yeah, okay. Thank you, thank you. Uh, the next, nom- the next category is best henchman in a spy kids mm-hmm. film. Now these there's we've had a slew of henchmen because we've had a slew of villains, three to be exact. <laughs> Just an uncountable number. Three movies, three bad guys. I never would have seen. But but many many minions and vil- and uh, henchmen. Yeah, go along. They're a package deal. It's actually more henchmen than there are <laughs> villains. Like not just of of cat like numbers. Like categories of henchmen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the cool things is like that's what we tend to look forward to. Yeah, in these yeah, movies, yeah. I agree. Is like what weird inventive side idea does Rodriguez exactly? Have? I kind of I really <clears throat> briefly mentioned in the other episode of like how they play with that trope of in these spy movies or in these kind of action movies how useless henchmen are and but the, how they always portray them as these big things, stormtroopers or whatever, as like. Oh no, they'll kill us. They don't kill shit. No, they don't and, kill anyone. And in this in this in these series, they really do it well of like, okay, I mean they're scary because they can do shit, but they really don't. The yeah, they're time. literally just bulk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we can't have right. one bad guy. We need bulk. We need yeah. bulk. The nominees for this category are Thumb Thumbs from the first movie. The original spy kids, which are robotic children who can't really speak and are sort of dumb. They run into walls and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the first movie. Magnet men from the second movie. Those are those guys with magnet shoes on their on their heads. Yeah, they kind of look they like get sucked up. What do they look like? Anvils? Yeah, what do they look like? They look like big, uh, uh, like those uh, big kind of combat boots in the nineties. <laughs> like those, like yeah, those uh, Steve Madison shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Madden. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, big... they, yeah the guys who wear magnetic Steve Madden steel toe boots on the op- on top of their head, <laughs> and they get sucked up by a f- magnetic flying saucer. Yeah. Um, they always they also ride around on U shaped magnets. Yeah, <laughs> well, with magnets unattached to the main <laughs> magnet as they just here. Um, so the uh, we also have uh Miss Gradenko. Um, who pl- who plays Miss Gradenko? Uh, f- Someone uh, famous. Fletcher. That was also a cameo. Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. Hatcher as Miss Gradenko. She gets her her face scorched gary giggles and gertie giggles uh, the children of uh mike judge man am i happy to see their names up on this list oh they are they are good Pro, the, the programmers the programmers from spy kids 3 these are those sort of gothic looking um baddies um in this in the machine city of mm-hmm. spy kids 3 in the virtual world and uh uh, Grandpa Valentino picks them up by their collars and shakes them around, and and we see what they actually look like in real life, and they're just just puny little nerd Dude. programmers. Turns out that's all it takes to see your original that's self. Right. You just got to shake your avatar a little bit. 
and the well, it's the might of a grandfather. That's right. Grandfathers will always <laughs> the might reveal of a the grandfather. <laughs> Just one conversation with a grandfather will reveal the will... weak human being you are. <laughs> yeah. And the last nominee for this category is Sylvester Stallone's imaginary uh, versions of himself, the projections of of his personality. We have a general, a hippie, and a scientist, scientist as the uh, the toy makers three selves. All right, so I'm going to start this off. Yep. Gary and Gertie Giggles, <laughs> I think, are un, un, unexpected henchmen when you think about it. Are, think, they, are they lumped together? In I, this, in this, I, in, are they the same? Are they getting? Are they sharing the nominee? Yes, I believe. I would say so. We too. could individually separate it if we think one's better than the other, but I think they share a nomination. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Um, the. So I think they're they're unexpected. Uh, you think of them as just kind of competitors, and then it turns out, oh no, these are actually kind of the uh, the henchmen of their father. Yeah. Somewhat annoying, but still sort henchmen. of been a little brainwashed by their dad that yeah. they need the best gadgets to be the spy, the and best spy, and they need to be the best, and they need to. They're kind of the henchmen, and the magnet people are the minions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if 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 you're kind of trying to separate, like like Bond. Like, totally minions like the, the grunts yeah the, yeah there's the odd jobs then there's the guys who move the gold yeah um and uh and so i like them um i think they're actually like pretty well developed henchmen mm. um more than almost anyone else on the list mm-hmm. but i am looking through the list and i see thumb thumbs thumb thumbs are yes. a big throbbing yeah. thumb asking yes. me begging me to 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 call their name they are so funny and just I can't I always giggle to myself when I think of them landing on the beach at the safe house and are fully covered in covert op in the middle of the day <laughs> to like cover themselves and they're clearly yeah they have clearly thumb thumb. They, they have a whole culture thumb. they have a whole society yeah they <laughs> they've been here for a while they're There's, like Oompa Loompas they're robots right yeah but they're thumbs yeah, <laughs> are, what are we going? What are we looking for in a in a henchman? What are we looking for? Are we looking yeah. for? Are we going for giggles? No, no correlation. Are we going for? <laughs> probably. Shouldn't. Are we going for laughs? Are we going for goofiness? Are we are we going for like how effective they are as henchmen? I think we got to go for the the ones we get joy from. Okay, the ones that bring okay. us the most joy. Okay. It's got to be thumb thumbs for me then. Because I was gonna say, I think for the ones that get the most shit done. Would actually be the original Spy Kids. Yes. Because the only way they were stopped was because of that computer. Yeah, they they weren't smart enough. They're dumb. And also, I mean, title of the movie is Spy Kids. Like they really, uh, they might have retconned that later, but mm-hmm. they really inspired the movie. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I I think of just pure joy. Thumb thumbs are there, and a, a nice little shout out to me for. For the magnet men, yeah, because they're they're gags though not as plentiful as thumb thumbs. Also, got me giggling. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say thumb thumbs for myself. I gotta give it to the thumb thumbs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, shout out to the FBI agents. They're kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, the FBI agents and the secret the Secret Service. Oh, so that's what I that meant. Sorry, yeah, 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 the, the Secret, secret Service. Service guys. Oh, were funny. they are good. They, they are, are really guys are special. Uh, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> both of you talked at the same sorry. time, and I was like, Ugh, what? what's what's that? What? Uh, All right, special, special, uh, honorable mention, honorable mention, uh, secret service. Yes, Dana, want to announce the winner? The winner for best minion or henchman are Thumb Thumbs. Solid. This is yeah. Thumb Thumbs' first nomination and first win. And I think is it our is it our first all together vote? Uh, what did you vote for? I, I voted. Thumbs. Yeah, it's our yeah, first. Yeah. It's our yeah. first one that we all agreed on. Anonymous. You you nominous. You can you can Anominous. hear the thumb thumbs clapping in the background. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> they took up that whole left side. <laughs> all right, everyone. Uh, time to move on to the thumb thumbs or all the henchmen's leaders. Uh, we're heading on to the category for best <laughs> villain. Now, uh, here, I just like to say, we do have some pretty good villains in these movies. Uh, you know, starting in the first one, we have ones who kind of hold a metaphor, uh, for, for children's entertainment. Um, and kind of like, uh, Rodriguez taking kind of a, a, uh, a jab at uh, at children's ent- entertainment in mm-hmm. the way of Mr. Floop. But then also, secretly, the actual villain is Mr. Minion. And we're keeping those two separate. I correct? believe they should be I separate. Think so. I think so, too. Dana? Yeah, separate. All right. Um, the next one would be Mike Judd's character. Uh, and we always thought Mike Judd was the actual villain of Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams. But turns out he's actually playing a character. It's not a filmmaker. It's not actually. It's not Austin filmmaker Mike Judd. You still haven't <laughs> fully proved it to me, but go on. Um, And his character's name is Donegan Giggles. D- Donegan Giggles. Uh, he, uh, I don't know. He He's pretty evil. Uh, he, we, he was sympathetic in the first film. He was kind of the person they were saving. Took a heel turn in the second film. Try to take over, over over the world. Such a heel turn that his name changed. Yeah. <laughs> in then in in the in the third film, he's just back at being like an analyst for mm, the right. OSS. No punishment, other than having to live I mean, with his wife. His wife. Yeah. Uh, I mean, having someone that, that, as I mean, your yeah, wife. I mean, that's <laughs> not that's not punishment, but she. It's implied that she punishes. And the, the oh, it's, it's no laughing matter, I guess. Uh, and the fourth villain would be Sylvester Stallone's the Toy Maker. Um, Nick, I'm going to give it to you to open up the discussion. I think I'll start with saying I think the weakest of the three would have to be the toy maker. Yeah, absolutely. I think. No question. I Because just... Or unless that's... It seems... It just seems a little... Like, there's so many forces that could stop him. Yeah, like the, the OSS, are so low. And it just... It seems... And, like, even if it's like, oh, and then we trap all the kids in here... Well, the OSS clearly has a, an an avenue into there. He is trapped. They they imprison the toy maker in cyberspace. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do. Sorry, do you more? No, I think I got it. I right. like the idea that Mike Judd, uh, Austin filmmaker Mike Judd, creator of Silicon Valley, is a pretty compelling villain. Yeah. Um, other than you know just making fun hilarious shows he's also trying to take over the world for some unknown reason he's married to selma hayek he's married to selma hayek 
Um, not in real life. Um, but I think for my money, I do have to go with Floop. And it's Floop over Minion. Uh, because I believe Floop is never apologetic and never actually gets punished. And he finds out how to maneuver his way out of being punished via manipulating Junie. But none of the villains uh, in any of the movies get punishment. Oh. Except for Mike Judge. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's no laughing matter, Nick. <laughs> I, I feel like Minion does kind of get punished. I'd like, say Minion bef- does. Well, Minion gets punished. I get you're right. Before Min- Minion, the end, he's already kind of He's already punished. changed. Yeah, he's yeah. punished because he's never going to get laid again. Because well, yeah. he's got three fucking heads coming out of his skull. Or he'll just lay four or, people. Oh, dude, or even more. Yeah. He has like uh, nine fingers. <laughs> but <laughs> you, Dana, get the fuck out of here. Uh, but no, he, he is being punished. Yeah. Because he's, I was thinking about this. He is held in prison of having to work for floop as a like as uh on his show as a freak yeah but he does get paid but i'm pretty sure he's getting like <laughs> as a freak i mean does he get paid I, he says it's a living yeah he did he did yeah, he say said, it's a yeah, living yeah, yeah he says he says it's a living that Is means it? he's alive but i think that... he gets paid prisoner wages so like 15 cents <laughs> per show it's well, and free room and board. Yeah, uh, don't call that free room and board, Dana. That's disrespectful <laughs> to Mr. Minion. I, uh, yeah, I would say Minion's the the best I, villain. I, I I'd so say because well. because Floop, I think does. I know he kind of weaseled his way out of punishment, and he kept his children's show. Yeah, how are you guys? And he's keeping Minion? Mr. Minion <laughs> prisoner on his island. <laughs> on but, floop castle but minion's the one that encouraged floop for whatever reason to get involved in some weird shady business deals with the military and, and I, I think that's the that's the biggest he's the he's the brains of the organization and and floop is the heart of the organization i think they're not they're both not none of them are are, are um are like upright citizens by any means but i think mr minion's got to be the biggest villain I think minions mm. my my vote. I think, because uh, I don't feel like the best villain is determined by who made it out the best in the end. Because Toymaker is also in the same realm of Floop of like yeah, he looks like he's getting away scot free. Yeah. He paralyzed like, someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, paralyzed Grandpa. But he was being punished all along because he never forgave himself. Yeah, same with Floop. Same with Floop though. Yeah, but Floop is a psychopath and doesn't feel any remorse. Same with Stallone. No, he does. Well, how do you know? Because in the end, that's his massive art. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So is that he's he has only wanted forgiveness from Grandpa. Well, Mike Judge, Mike Judge did a lot of bad things, a lot of heinous things. He he hacked the OSS to to make himself. Uh, to give himself the promotion instead of Antonio Banderas, who deserves it, who has a loving family. Yeah, that's not fair. He brainwashed his children into helping him steal the transmuker. I don't think he brainwashed his children. Well, uh, they, he raised his kids. <laughs> he raised, he indoctrinated that's, that's his kids into and he indoctrined them into believing his set of ethics and uh, his weird beliefs. Multiple times trying to kill Junie. Yeah. And okay. Garmin. So I think I think we should get around to voting. I'm going to say Mr. Minion. Yeah, me too. 
Because I think Donegan Giggles is as guilty as Floop or the Toymaker. I like saying Mike Judge is. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> is the Mike, Mike Judge is is as uh, guilty of crimes as as Floop and the Toymaker. I think they're all three of those characters are as guilty as one another. Okay, but I think Mr. Minion. I mean, his name is Minion. But why is Minion? Why to you does Minion? They're all as guilty. But because uh, oh, so you you Minion just has this like intimidation and like he has it, it feels like kind of the best plan yeah as well like that and, might work and had the the closest shot of like getting away with it it yeah. was just kind of a macguffin of, of danny of, trejo yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, danny trejo. it was danny trejo who, who was the only thing standing yeah the deus ex machina of danny trejo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right uh, i think minion for me is he's cunning he's smart he has great motivation he wants revenge on antonio banderas um he's an ex-spy which true. is kind of cool that's true. he looks like um dr evil and that other the guy that dr evil is based on blow blowfish mm -hmm. blowfeld yep blowfish blowfish all right uh it's a vote of two to one uh but the best villain goes to mr minion We'll be sending out your award shortly. I got this next one. It's another odd one. Uh, it's called the Kill It With Fire Award. Uh, <laughs> so basically, we got five entities that are just going to be released upon Earth, and we have to deal with just their existence invading our life. And luckily, we all can make one call of that thing will get axed. No way, not coming into our reality. Five unfortunate things, we can at least get it down to four. So here they are. So first, we got the nurse thumb thumb from Spy Kids 1. Second are the Fooglies, also from Spy Kids 1. Then we got the horse fly, head of a fly, body of a horse, the worst, from 2. And this other one that I saw in 2, I don't think we really talked about it, but I was just trying to see the other animals. And this one where it's the head of a bulldog and the body of a sheep. Oh, my God. Bulldog sheep. And then we have pogo frogs, which from the third movie at the very top, just disastrous, as well as the tanker toys mm. from three. Those little munchy robots. Yeah, during the kind of the lava plains area. Well, right off the top before the big lava surf. Okay, now the nurse finger, from what I remember... Is just a bunch of ladies' fingers coming out of a like, like a like a scrub, like a 1950s idea of what a nurse, like a hot nurse outfit. Yeah, with ladies' fingers coming out of it. Yeah, it's like, pretty creepy. Yeah, it's, and it's the painted nails too. Uh, oh yeah, ah, uh, long yeah, nails. Yeah, I don't like any of it. Um, the Fooglies. Fooglies are scary. I feel sympathy for them, but I feel bad. Maybe that makes it worse. Yeah, because like then we bring it into an existence. Yeah. They're not uh, in existence. They're all saying now kill me backwards. Letting... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the horsefly, horrific. Yeah. I don't like that at all. It yeah. took the worst parts of each. Um, And then, okay, the pogo frogs are going to wreck shit. Yeah. Like, they're, like, I think they're one of the, like, actually will mess up. But an stuff. actual threat to our civilization is either the Tinker Toys or a actual threat to our civilization is the nurse fingers. I'm going to say nurse fingers. I don't like anything that they're going to do. Now, when we say kill it with fire, we're talking about like a thing style flamethrower and just barbecuing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As, as it Destroying screeches it. out. 
I'm giving are it pogo t- frogs the same res- resolution as they are in Spy Kids 3D, like in our world? <laughs> yeah, I think they're I think like that definitely. adds a bit. Like I don't want those either. Yeah, I think they're like 16 bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you can flamethrower one, and it's not a mercy kill because the bulldog sheep is gonna be horrific. But it's probably the cutest of all of that. Yeah, and the used, most manageable you know, cotton. Or wool, wherever a sheep produces, but the legs of a frog, you cut those off, barbecue them, they can feed people. Those are useful. Um, I'm gonna I gotta I gotta say, I think if you're trying to kill it from from overtaking Earth, I'm gonna flamethrower the Tinker Toys. Mm. Okay. Cause I think those things are just gonna devour everyone from the shins up. That also might not work. They're metal. It has to work. <laughs> 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 Our lives depend on it. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Nurse Fingers for me. Nurse Fingers has my vote. I just feel like it's hard that we're saying our favorite henchmen are the Thumb Thumbs, but we want to murder the Nurse Fingers. I mean, I think that's pretty. If Thumb are... Thumbs were on here, I would say... I would say thumb thumbs. <laughs> honestly, really? I think I, I honestly no! might do. <laughs> I want them to exist. I do not want any part of thumb thumbs to exist in our reality. I think they're hilarious henchmen. Yeah. I think if Nick, come on. Nick, you're walking home from it's from dark. the Blarney Stone pub and and you're oh, you gotta take a leak in you gotta take a dump in an alley, and you're going down Blood Alley and a thumb thumb comes near you. You see the shadow of a th- of four thumb, <laughs> five, five thumbs, all the same size, in a coming. red like weird onesie. No, 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 coming it at just, you. And like it is true, the those fists would be like yeah, the size of thighs. The nurse fingers reminds me of something that Sid makes in in Toy oh, Story. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I might put her, I'm I might flamethrower her as well. Um, I could be convinced of it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of leaning uh nurse nurse thumb nurse nurse, thumb. nurse, nurse, nurse finger because yeah. it's a horde of them. Yeah. And yeah. we got a flamethrower though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those things are going to yeah, fuck I'm, up our I'm getting rid of those. Cuz cuz yeah. also just like like I I'm not here to kink shame, but like <laughs> that side of things that it'll also bring. That's true. It's, oh, gonna develop. it's a not a good thing to have in this world. It's going to de- destroy our society in two ways. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. Uh, also, imagine being murdered by one of them, just getting a, a nail through the heart. Yeah. It's all right. Like, <laughs> we, we, we do like being in defeat is totally okay. It's yeah. so okay. It's really like everyone can agree. Tell me that being in defeat's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but being in defeat. But nurse a nurse finger. made out of fingers. Okay. Okay, I really appreciate you guys saying yeah, that. Great. So we're all flame throwing a nurse finger. Yeah. Uh, that goes to Dana. You like to read our next award? Yeah. Our next category is uh, for best best set piece. Mm. These are uh, sequences or scenes that are 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 filled with some torp- some type of uh, action or forward momentum. And uh, that are fun or interesting, and they usually take place on one large set. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yes. Our nominees are the jetpack tunnel chase from Spy Kids One, the uh, rescuing the president's daughter from the juggler from Spy Kids Two, Ray Harryhausen esque skeleton fight from Spy Kids Two, the sleeping sharks 
from Spy Kids one that are protecting Floop's castle. And get pissed on. They they get pissed on. Um, the Mega Racetrack from Spy Kids 3D, or the game Lava Escape. You know, from I Spy Kids 3. I thought I really knew my my choice. You're changing in, your mind until you're thinking, the Mega Race. Uh, that, you're thinking Mega Race, but like it really is between the Juggler. And the, the mega juggler, race. interesting. Not the skeleton. fight? Yeah, the skeleton fight is, and and the mega race track. Not are my the skeleton two. fight. Okay, now that I'm thinking about it, the skeleton fight is pretty good. What are we looking for? Sorry, you finish. Uh, I, it's difficult. Like a set piece is a hard thing to to define because I don't fully understand it. I just know Brian De Palma does it well, <laughs> and and, and Paul I, Thomas I, Anderson, and I, I I I know it's usually just like based around uh one set. And um, and it explores it in an action piece, and it's kind of like the the location is integral to the action. Yeah, it's like a big um, it's like a big sequence that takes place in a in a in one sort of set location, um, but adds sort of something memorable to the whole movie. Yeah, as a whole. Mm-hmm. And the juggler for me does that. Like the juggler is an amusement park ride that sticks with you. Um, it's fun and inventive, and then not only does is the president's daughter involved, but you also have then the added thing of the giggles yeah. uh, ent- entering, while also the the actual ride starts to fall apart. It's also the a solid opening. Yeah, it's a very good opening. Yeah, it's a huge it's good. It thrusts us yeah into Spy Kids too. I gotta say, Ray Harryhausen's skeleton fight. I think it's between June Juni and Carmen. And the way it's animated and what it's referencing. Yeah. And how kind of funny the skeletons are. They, mm-hmm. Juni gives them back his medallion that he stole. And the skeletons are like, yeah, all right, all right. That, yeah, that, that'll do. Yeah, all right, all right. All right. That checks See you later. Out. And that they, checks like, out. they shove each other and they push each other and they kind of fight over it. I think I think skeletons coming to life is already so, so iconic from movies like Indiana Jones and, and like adventure movies and mm-hmm. serials of that era. I think... I think everything that goes into that sequence, that set piece, is um, – I think that was a big seller for Spy Kids 2 as a whole. Mm-hmm. I, like the the blockbuster of Spy Kids 2, I think, rests on the sequence of them fighting skeletons. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most mem- memorable for me as well. I think I'm leaning – because I, I also really like the skeleton fight, and I'm tied with that. And you are getting me for the – the rescue with the juggler, but I think I'm leaning more towards the mega racetrack. It's a great set piece. It's it is it's a, a really set solid set piece because it has like I was kind of mentioning in the third episode of it has like the anime as- aspect that I really enjoy. Like they're yeah. like Akira esque moments with like the motorbike, which seemed ridiculous coming from a from a Spy Kids movie. Yeah, it is influential. I yeah. think Ray Player One, Speed Racer, Death. Death, <laughs> the, death the, race, the Jason Statham death race, yeah. and yeah, like it, it does kind of have like some like higher intensity parts, like when like the fact that it isn't just like Junie in the car the whole time dodging, he yeah. loses his car at one point and he just gets flung off. He gets flung off and just barely, and then he and then gets flung off again on a different car later to be on a. Uh, like a little like scrap or whatever mm-hmm. to get over the last little bit. A hot cap. Yeah. I mean, it's a great sequence. It's a very solid sequence. Um, it's a great sequence. So, I mean, 
if this was titled Great Sequences, I would choose it. Ooh. But uh, it's called Best Set Piece. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just feels to me that The Juggler is one of those. Um, feeling like we all kind of have our, our fingers our in. Our, yeah, we're all enjoying the taste of the different soups here. <laughs> um got do, a bunch of fingers and a bunch of pies. Do we feel like we're going to uh, to pick one together, or do we need to try to figure this out a different way? I think we need to figure out yeah, a, different a different way. way. Jade, do you have any say? Okay, it's- all good. <laughs> Jade? That's so yeah. fresh. Which? Wh- okay, we got Lady Jade here. Jade, which scene, which set piece do you like better? The uh the jetpack race in the first one, mm-hmm. the uh, pre- uh rescuing the president's daughter from the juggler in the second one, the skeleton fight in the second one, or the mega race from the third one. I like the juggler. There it is. <laughs> All right. All right. Ooh, okay. That's a solid win. Yeah. Okay. All right. The uh, winner for best set piece. The winner for wait, is that how we decided it? Wait, yeah. what did you say? I, I I said the mega race. What did you say? I said uh, skeletons, and then so it's two against. Okay, yeah. do you? Is, does any? Okay, okay so are so we gonna get swayed? Is basically we have four votes. Does anyone want to change their their oh, vote? Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> it feels like you just like don't you want my dad. To... <laughs> <laughs> what? No, that's. I I think I'd I'd be okay with that because I I do think the juggler yeah, right. at, at, at least has the aspect of like i feel like it does help also establish like the the plot points in For the movie sure. pretty well yeah, yeah, totally. of like that relationship both between junie and the daughter as well as junie and gary and it looks pretty good still it holds up mm-hmm. like cgi wise and the mega but the okay i do have to give it to you that the mega race is on an exciting level better yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, it's three against three against one. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sticking with my skeletons. I mean, I'm sick with mega race, but I I, I respect it. But I respect I, that yeah. the, ju- the okay. juggler would would take it. Yeah. Juggler, and that is because uh, we have a surprise guest, Jade Landry. Okay. Uh, guest winner. from our Scooby Doo and Parent Trap episode. If you want to go listen to her. Um, the all winner right. for best set piece goes to. The juggler sequence. All right. Uh, we're nearing the end of our presentation. Um, and uh, I hope you guys are all having a good time. Uh, yeah. We just got two, one award left, and then we're going to do some rankings. And uh, let's get to it. This is uh, a very special uh, award that we give out. We give it out to one member uh, or one cast member of the trilogy. And it is the first level clearance award which we all know second level clearance allows you to order around the president so first clearance i mean that limitless Limitless. it's a true gift to give um and we want to show our appreciation to one member of the cast and kind of kind of our most valued member um so let's uh let's start talking about guys who do you think are some nominees who might deserve this First level clearance. Thumb president. Thumb president. <laughs> Thumb president. Absolutely. I hope he's fighting for unions. Yeah. I hope he's fighting for health care. Against the oppressive feet or toes, maybe, yeah. potentially. Yeah. 
He's socialist. He's, yeah, he's, we don't he's know. Really, we hey, don't know. I'd, I'd rather fascist. live on my thumb tips than die on my knuckles. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay, guys. Um, my other ones would be, uh, guys, Machete. Machete. Easily one of the most valuable members of the Cortez family. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones where I'd go would be um, uh, the, fa- uh, the grandfather. Yep. Mm. Just doing it really well. Um, I, I'd also give it like, I mean, it, it seems like kind of an obvious choice, but Carmen is Carmen really, is, MVP. is really solid. The first two movies, even though the third one, the third one, it feels more like she got shafted. She did more than like, yeah. I wonder if she just didn't want to be involved. Maybe her schedule didn't yeah. line up. Yeah. Um, but no, true. Carmen is a true, like a, she kind of feels underserved in the third one mm-hmm. and like, she she deserves better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say I like the idea. I didn't think about the grandpa, but yeah. I like the idea of the grandpa receiving level 1 clearance because I think that bond between grandfather and grandchild is mm-hmm. very important. And I think he I think Ricardo Montalban knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't think about that. I was going to say Machete or Ingrid the mom Ingrid. because oh. because in the first two movies mm-hmm. not counting the third one because she's in it for two minutes mm-hmm. but the first two movies ingrid is sort of the the agent that that keeps everything afloat mm. both family wise and spy wise and i think ingrid is a cool character regardless so i was gonna say mvp should go to her or machete Ingrid is a really good uh, nominee. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that, but no, you'd... she's holding the family together mm-hmm. while also, you know, maintain like she's also excited about going out and going to go do missions. Yeah, she's ready to she's ready to go. Yeah, S- and... such a solid mom character that isn't like the stereotypical mom. Yeah, with the weird misogyny ideas of being the hold her back and the yeah she's not a nag yeah, yeah. She, again antonio banderas isn't the bumbling fool no mm-hmm. she supports her man and she's not a nagging wife yeah um Ooh. ah that's true okay but machete is one of the most valuable members of this entire franchise he even spawned true. movies after this because he's so valuable i'm gonna say machete machete he gets he deserves first level clearance. I think I would disagree just because he I mean in the in the in the second one he did actually give stuff. In the, not, yeah. in the first one it was kinda more there was just stuff around that like he had made and then they used and it was yeah. very valuable to that. Yeah. But like his actual actions were only really like killing it in the second movie, which I totally agree with. So the the wonder the elastic wonder and the lessons that he teaches his niece and nephew he did teach about the elastic that's the wonder. thing i think oh. that those lessons are invaluable yeah. and he also taught the important he showed carmen hey you can't be self-centered yes and you have to care about your family yeah yeah forgive and forget okay you know what yeah i'd, I'd, I'd give it but ingrid is compelling ingrid is compelling yeah, I, I think I for me it'd be right now Machete, Carmen, and then I think it would be Grandpa. 
I, I do think yeah. Grandpa. Yeah, like Grandpa gr- has got to get ones. He's got to get something. Grandpa, yeah. like, uh, was you know wasn't around in the first one, but super solid in the third one and the second one. Like, had a couple really good moments, like with the necklace. And- yeah. All right. Uh, do we know who we're voting for? Yes. I'm gonna put my vote in. As I vote that we give uh, miming a ballot entering a box, I vote that we give Machete first level clearance. Definitely. That's my vote as well. Yep. Everyone, uh, we are awarding Machete Cortez first level clearance. All right. Um, that means he has more power than level two. We all know that level two, you can order around the president. Okay. Uh Guys, let's get to uh, some ranking. We watched all three Spy Kids, uh, mm-hmm. and we never, while reviewing them, we never really talked about uh, what, like, out of 10 they are. We never really gave number ratings, mm-hmm. and we never really ranked them as we watched them. So I think now's a good time to do that. I think we should uh, go through and talk about uh, and give our, our rankings to each movie, mm-hmm. and, you know. I don't, I don't know if we do thumbs up or thumbs down. I kind of hate that. But maybe, yeah, maybe I have a rating system. It's out of five thumbs. <laughs> it's, it's out of five thumb thumbs. Five thumb thumbs. Five thumb thumbs? Yeah. I was also thinking we could rate them out of um, R-A-L-P-H. Ralph? And we just spell Ralph. <laughs> like, who gets... Who one movie? If you're a great movie, you get a full Ralph. Oh, if you're like, a bad oh, movie, you like get a, a scale you, you, of you get an R. It's it's like uh, what's that? The basketball game, the horse. horse yeah. yeah. Okay, we well, could do that. But we could I do Ralph. Like, I think I'm kind of leading thumb five thumbs. thumbs way up. <laughs> five thumbs way. Five, up. I, I like five thumb thumbs. All right, guys. Um, out of should we do five or ten? <laughs> out of Ralph, how how many thumb thumbs should we give? Wait, wait, wait. Are we saying? Th- individual thumbs because a thumb thumb has five thumbs right it's <laughs> okay. five extremities no no f- five like a th- one thumb two thumb. legs two arms okay and a head first first film fully named spy kids how many <laughs> thumb thumbs would you give it out of five would, uh dana i would give it i would give spy kids one 2001 yes five thumb thumbs out of five Nice. Thumb thumbs. Five out of five thumb thumbs. It's true, I guess, because it of we're rating them out of the. Are we rating them out of the best Spy Kids movies or out of the best movies? Spike. I mean, Spy Kids one isn't my favorite movie of all <laughs> Dude, time. I mean, you said it. You said it. You said it. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Let's rate them out of just Spy Kids. Movies. Yeah, just out of like a, a yeah. great what a what a great Spy Kids movie would be. Yeah. Would be Spy, Spy Kids, Kids one. one. Nice. Yeah. So that's yeah. five out of five thumb thumbs. It's not like Place Beyond the Pines deserves five thumb thumb. You know what I mean? It's a different scale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Place Beyond the Pine does deserve five thumb thumbs. No, it though. deserves something else. It deserves no. five five neon green glasses. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. Uh, yeah. Green Room, four, four thumb yeah, thumbs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spy Kids, one. But yeah, for me, I'd probably give it like, yeah, I I think I'd probably give it five thumb thumbs as well. The first one. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it five thumb thumbs because it has everything that it holds the standard for what we've compared two and three. It's true. To, yeah, against and it definitely it like there definitely could be like you know 
if Spike Kids wasn't as good, it wouldn't just automatic automatically be five out of five. Like Correct. it could yeah. be the golden standard, but also still be only like a four out of five thumb thumbs because it lacked. But I I feel like it really did hit like yeah, yeah you're want. right. You're yeah, right. it definitely it go it gives you everything like it it's the it's executed perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, Spy Kids two, Island of Lost Dreams, three and a half thumb thumbs out of five I, thumb thumbs. I'm going three thumb thumbs. I'm going four thumb thumbs. Interesting. What what was two missing? Two for me, the only thing that two was missing was a more succinct family story. And I think it kind of fell apart in the third act with the Gregorio and Donegan. Like I, I agree. think Donegan was not as compelling, even though Mike Judge Mike is Judge. such Mike Judge, Austin filmmaker, uh, creator of Silicon Valley, was such a like a fun villain, and it's fun that he was kind of retconned from the first movie into being a taking a heel turn. Yeah, but I wasn't like I fully understood Floop. And, That's uh, true. But it has it fills that. So if it was just that, but it didn't have all the imagination and all the mm-hmm. fun like story stuff, I would probably give it like three. I agree. But all the fun imagination really gives it that extra thumb thumb creating four thumb thumbs very good i yeah i i'm leaning three because i feel like just really didn't have that like succinct just like clearly like every scene was clearly adding to something else like this led to this led to this led to this and i don't know sometimes i felt like the gags didn't really hit as perfectly but it, it still was very there. And yeah, there's like just as much creativity as the first movie. Uh, and a lot of um, like nods to like things that I'm personally like really passionate about, like Ray, like Harry House and stuff. Um, yeah, totally. Just like it's re- and like the animation, even though it is dated, I do see the aspects that were pulled from those movies that mm-hmm. I like I'd hold dearly. So like a three. Spy Kids two is a, is a whole lot of fun. It, it it's fun. And what it what it lacks in 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 like tightness of screenplay and tightness of like family family screen time and heart, I think it makes up for in like humor mm-hmm. and adventure. Yeah, and I all- think that's a good that's a good reading of it. And it's also easy <laughs> for me to say all those things without. <laughs> Well, because I watched the first one so recently. Yeah. I, I think it's just, it's a hard comparison. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Spy Kids 3D game over. Uh, what are we giving this one? Out of five thumb thumbs. Three out of five thumb thumbs. Solid. Tying out the second movie for me. I'm giving Spy Kids 3D game over. I'm giving it I'm giving it two out of two thumb thumbs out of five thumb thumbs. Nice. I'm giving it three thumb thumbs out of five thumb thumbs. I just uh again, like I think this one is it's a shallow movie. Yeah. yeah like, absolutely. It's basically just there for the look. Yeah. And mm. then there's And a, the gimmick of three D. Yeah. Um but I think the the heights that it reaches with the the guy twist, yeah, um, 
the the rebel rockets arena fight i think is really fun the mega race the mega race is a lot of fun obviously influenced jason statham's death race yeah um only four years later yeah um and yeah i think that it's kind of like a fun oddity to look back at and Mm -hmm. watch i agree i like i only rated that high with the idea of like at the time when watching it most recently, that's what my rating would be. But I don't think I would rate that for like future viewings or for recommending to people. Yeah, yeah. Because at the sure. time it was like, great, that's what I wanted. Perfect. I got the nostalgia, boosting it for me. Three out of five. Solid. That's why I can keep up with the second one. For yeah. Me. I agree. I think um I think comparing it holding it against the the first movie doesn't even doesn't even really hold water no doesn't no doesn't stand a chance like spike is one like completely knocks it on its ass literally every aspect but my two thumbs go to we got relationship with grandpa yeah and the sweetness of uh and and the power of um ricardo montalban Mm -hmm. yeah just the 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 physical presence of him Mm -hmm. and him as the grandpa is a great casting choice and he brings so much majesty to the the third movie like much needed majesty yeah so i think i think that was that's my first thumb my second thumb (laughs) is the it's kind of what will and and you were saying is is the um the sort of the the visual stabs that um that that rodriguez takes Mm -hmm. all the shots that he takes sort of i can't are like commendable i'm like wow you completely animated this chase scene in the in this racing scene and it looks pretty good still kind of uh still kind of interesting to watch mm-hmm. so oh, yeah those are my my two thumbs other other than that that the miss movie doesn't really do it for me yes yeah, correct you two thumb thumbs yeah. yeah those are your two thumb thumbs those are my two thumb thumbs because if it's just two thumbs then that is a 0.4 thumb thumbs yeah, so you're putting up 10 thumbs okay yes, uh, correct, correct. my i like th- this movie i, I just want to go back I, what's what what lost at some points is obviously the look doesn't really even work into it like no. if it was a good movie and it looked like that i think i'd i'd be happy for mm-hmm. sure it's lacking the staples that i want in a spy kids movie it's lacking the gadgets it's lacking carmen totally. it's lacking kind of the mm-hmm. family dynamics and uh cozy submarines yeah absolutely all right everyone uh, i think that's it for our uh for our award show um <laughs> do my great presenters have anything else to say no, I I just want to say thank you for having Thanks me on this. T- this was a lot of fun. This was tons of fun. Yeah, this it was great having you guys. Hell yeah! I was uh, I've always kind of I've been excited about doing a three person podcast. We've tried it in the past uh, with our Scooby Doo ep- episode, and then just doing it now reinforced it. I want to do this more moving forward. I love three people to con con conversations. Yeah, me too. This is oh, great. Well, I yeah. love chatting to you guys about. About spies oh, yeah. and spy kids and Danny Trejo and Danny Trejo and Mike Judge, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of Mike Judge, Mike talk. Judge, awesome filmmaker, <laughs> creator of Silicon Valley. Um, all right, every everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is the end of our OSS, the Spies Awards, uh, just honoring the greatness and spy work out there. Um, all right, everyone, thank you so much, Dana Bontempo. You're an angel, oh. Nick. Carlin, you're a handsome devil. Oh, you got a devil and an angel on your shoulder. 
Hey, it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Bye. Great end to it, Charlie. With the <laughs>